my friend. Welcome to Boss. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. For anyone who has not seen Boss yet, you should all be watching. Uh, Boss is my amazing executive series on LinkedIn. I interview my fabulous network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. Well, how do we, how do we know each other? I think we're proud Quakers. We are both Penn alumni. The yes. Penn network is very strong. And so I think we've run into each other at um, video, TV, marketing events for the past like 20 years. Like we were orbiting each other for maybe two decades. I love it. So you have so much going on. You've always had so much going on. I love talking to you. I love catching up. What, tell me what's happening now. Hi, everyone. I'm Kim Ritberg. I run an award-winning consulting and content strategy company. So basically, we help professionals and brands do everything they need to grow their business, be better on camera, come up with an amazing content strategy plan, and then make video and podcasts. And so in the past year, I've won four awards for uh, recent projects with It Gets Better, which is very exciting. And before uh, working for myself, I spent 15 years in media and branded content, 10 years in TV, doing news producing and lifestyle producing and writing. And then I shifted into digital. I launched the digital video unit for Us Weekly leading up to its $100 million sale, and then went to do branded content at Pop Sugar and Netflix. And so what I love now is I pretty much take journalism and marketing and combine it together for both companies and brands and professionals. And it's been pretty awesome. I love that. Um, there's so much to dig into, especially for the boss audience. Where did this start? How did you get to where you are now? <laughs> yes. So I, I graduated from Penn. And one of the things I love on boss is people's advice as they pass it on. I took a gap year after going to Penn, which is very unpopular to say the least, and was definitely unpopular when we were in college. Um, and I, I think following my intuition has definitely gotten me to where I am and being flexible. So I took a gap year. I did one year in fashion. It was not a match. And then I started working in media and my first job was a booker in TV. And then over time I became a news writer and producer. And so really hard news, like really understanding how to tell a story well and fast under pressure, but always making it interesting. And then I took that to then go into long form TV, but this was the nascent days of digital. And I knew it, I smelled it. I was like, I want in, if I don't get into digital now, I'm going to miss the boat. And so I really aggressively pursued TV, which I still loved. I really aggressively pursued moving into digital media. And I launched the digital video unit for Us Weekly because it merged my pop culture entertainment background. I had done red carpets in lifestyle TV. And it also merged my news background because it's celebrity, but it's news. And so then, you know, kind of journalism from news and then marketing from branded content and pop culture has sort of all combined together to for what I do now uh, in terms of running my own business. How did you spot that trend? Because taking it back, like we, there was no Facebook, right? Like when we were in college, there was no TikTok. No, it, like those, it was still really early. Like how did you even get that like sense that like this is something that's going to happen? One of the things I think is important is like, I'm not a technologist. Yep. But I am a curious person who loves to learn new things. And so I think any job is a good job if you're adding more tools to your toolkit. Mm -hmm. I was in TV and I loved storytelling, but I it was at the point, this is like early 2010s, yeah. where digital video started happening and I started seeing units grow and I started seeing standard media or journalism outlets mm -hmm. shifting, not just to digital articles, but adding video in. And I just felt like this is really exciting. Um, you're going to be learning forever. And I am, <laughs> I'm still learning forever. When you work in digital, there's always new things to learn. And 
I wanted to be a part of it. And I really knew that not only did I want to be a part of it, I knew I was confident in my skill set, both hard skills and soft skills that I could do it. Employees now really want flexibility. So I host a podcast called Mom's Exit Interview, and it's about moms choosing career paths that work for them and finding flexibility and fulfillment. But that mindset is for a lot of demographics, especially millennials. And I think one of the things that employers need to realize is, especially after COVID, people want flexibility. And I think tapping into that. So less micromanaging, I think, is going to get leaders through the next you know, five, 10 years, because people have had that taste of freedom. People have had that taste of like, I can go exercise for an hour without like feeling like big brothers watching me. And they're going to want more of that. So that's one of the things. Um, so giving, giving uh, employees a little more leeway when you feel they're ready for it. Sure. So since starting my own company, I have advised companies like People Magazine and It Gets Better and Entrepreneur Magazine. I pretty much do content strategy. So that means helping a business figure out what should we be making long-form video, short-form video, podcasts, like where should you put your time and energy that's really going to have impact? And for some of these projects, I started launching podcasts. So I launched a few podcasts for People Magazine and I was always interested in the medium, but I feel like you have to use your time and money wisely and you have to really say, I think this is going to push my goals or this is going to make sense for what I'm doing. So once I started doing podcasts as a part of my business, I was also starting my own company as a mom and a lot of the impetus of leaving a great media career was saying, you know, I really want more flexibility. And that's not just like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment on Thursday. Can I go? It's like, I don't want to ask someone for permission. And I started meeting a lot of moms that felt the same way that we don't need a boss to give us permission to lead the lives we want. And the idea of taking back control, I started meeting more moms who were doing this and I just felt like as a storyteller and as a content strategist, I'm, I realized there's something to this. There are a lot of moms who feel this way. They're consultants, they're part-time workers, or maybe they're still in corporate, but they're really fighting for more flex time. And that pushed me to launch Mom's Exit Interview. And so we're about, I don't know, maybe six months, eight months in, and it's been going amazing. Like a lot of people listening. We've gotten written up in Business Insider, featured in PIX11, News Nation, just it's definitely something that's that people are connecting with, which is really, really exciting. Um, so that's sort of like everything coming together, sort of my business and my life. And, you know, when I had my second child, I, I realized I want to take the skills that I have and be able to still have a satisfying career, but that works for me. And secondarily, I also feel like I now get to help people. Like I really get to help individual businesses. I feel like I, I like helping a professional or businesses get better on camera and really make amazing content it's, it's pretty exciting, you know, to be able to do that. I think the companies that are going to really offer good benefits to parents, but also just in general, really like putting their money where their mouth is being flexible, having more hybrid, giving those benefits that speak to parents, paid leave and, um, you know, just family, family benefits and not, you know, ping pong and free lunch, free dinner. Nobody wants free dinner. They want to be home with their family. They want to eat dinner with their kids. So I think the companies that that are aware of that are really going to win in the end. Super smart. Podcasts in general, which everyone thinks boss is, which it actually is, is not technically because I've read the book on how to create a podcast and it's way too intense for me. How do you, what are those tips? Like if, if you had to give me two or three. Yes. So first of all, before any project, whether it's podcast or video, you have to identify your goals. And if you're a sticky note person, it's a sticky note. If you're a Google Docs person, it's a Google Doc. Like you have to make sure every project you do ladders up to those goals. 
time and money will disappear like that. You'll, you'll, you'll sneeze, it's the next quarter and all your money is gone. So you have to remember that it has to hit your goals. And for some people, a podcast is perfect for that. And for other people, it's not. It is time intensive. It is like, there are pros and cons to every medium. So I think the number one thing is, does it ladder up to your goals? And then you also have to think about a structure. People need to be able to follow what you're doing. Like, what's the format? What 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 is the general idea, but also as they're listening to each podcast, what are they getting? Um, is it more personal? Is it more fun? Is it more chatty conversational? Or is it a rigid rapid fire type of question? So I think those are the first two. The first is the goals. The second is having a specific format. Um, and the other is figuring out, you know, how you're getting the word out, how you're spreading the word, how you're, how you're doing the marketing, the content marketing plan behind that. I think podcasts are really effective because you can see a podcast as being a hero piece of content. So that's something that you spend a lot of time focusing on, a lot of time working on. And if you're doing a podcast and you're video, videotaping it, you're looking at LinkedIn or Instagram or YouTube content that can last you weeks for each episode. So I think it can be a great, I think a podcast can be a great platform, especially for independent professionals or brands trying to say something different. Um, I think it can be a really, really effective tool. Oh, that's really, you even just gave me an idea. Since starting my own company and working with a lot of independent professionals, I realized that everyone has some commonalities. And so one of the things I like to share with everybody is like, everyone is a little bit self-conscious and afraid. So I do on-camera coaching. And one of the things I feel like for everyone, whether it's, you know, starting a side hustle or starting your business or taking the next step in your career, like everyone has that nagging self-doubt. And so just fight through it and realize that you're not alone and you can do it. The other thing is content, not just content is king, but content allows the world to see you. Mm -hmm. And so once you're opening yourself up to actually putting yourself on camera, to putting your voice out there you can unlock so much for your career, for your business, for your credibility. Like I think a lot of people, the creator economy, that language doesn't speak to them. They don't want to be creators. They don't want to be influencers, but they want to be thought leaders. And so when you're in the business world and you want to be seen as a thought leader, you still need to put yourself out there. You don't need to dance and point and lip sync. You know, you don't need to base jump for YouTube. But there is a way to harness content in terms of podcasts and video to grow your thought leadership and to grow your personal brand. This has been so great. Bye, everyone. Absolutely. Bye, bye everyone. Thank you for having me.